Welcome to the podcast of Church on the Rock in New Albany, Indiana. We believe the message you're about to hear will encourage you today. Well, praise God. I'm going to go ahead and start reading it in uh, Jeremiah 32, 38 out of the New King James Version. It says, they shall be my people and I will be their God. Then I will give them one heart in one way that they may fear me forever for the good of them and their children after them. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them that I will not turn away from doing them good. But I will put my fear in their hearts so that they will not depart from me. And then uh, Proverbs 4.23, this will be out of the uh, NIV. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So I wanted to focus on Jeremiah 32, 38, where, he, where God is saying, I'm going to give them one heart. Amen. Yes. And, you know, in Genesis chapter six, God makes it clear that when he looks down on mankind and he looks at the heart of them, he says, this ain't going to work. You know, it was it was a heart problem that he looked at and said, I need to come up with a, a, a redemptive plan. Amen. And his redemptive plan was saying, I'm going to give them one heart. Amen. One heart, amen. They're going to be my people. And with this one heart comes an everlasting covenant, amen. With this one heart comes promotion that you can't, you can't be skipped from promotion, amen. With this, with this one heart comes revival. With this one heart, amen, comes everything you need to, to be successful in the city, in the field, amen. With this one heart comes everything that you need, amen. He said, they're going to be my people and I'm going to be their God, amen. One heart. Everybody say one heart. You know, when we, we look at uh, uh, God giving us this one heart, it also comes with responsibility, amen? It comes with stewardship. Whenever God gives us something, it comes with responsibility and stewardship, amen? And he says, above all else, in the Bible and Proverbs, it says, above all else, guard your heart because everything you do flows from it, amen? Everything, your ability to be a good spouse, your ability to, to be a mother, a father, your ability to be a successful entrepreneur, everything you're going to do is going to flow from this, amen? And that's why... It, he says, above all else, guard this, amen. If you were to talk to a doctor today, a cardiologist, he would say, above all else, guard your heart, amen, because everything you do is going to flow from it, amen. And so now we see why David is saying, you know, create a clean heart in me, amen, because it's somebody like David, amen, who, who remembers, you know, being the shepherd boy, amen, and realizes that I was elevated because I had a heart for God, amen. Even though Saul had a pedigree of a king on paper, amen, he was fired because he didn't have a heart for God, amen. I have a heart, amen. And so when Jesus steps on scene, it's all about the heart, amen. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God, amen. Depart from me because you honor me with your mouth and your lips, but it is your heart that is too far from me, amen. The Pharisees did everything right, but the problem was that drew the line is you didn't have the heart for Jesus. Amen. You didn't have a heart for Jesus. And so we get to, we get to this point when, what's it called? An EKG? That's your heart condition? EKG? A spiritual EKG, you know, in the actual spiritual realm, amen, to get a, a condition of your heart is hearing the words that are coming out of your mouth. Amen. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So, when you want to see, when we want to run a, you know, a, 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 a check the condition of our hearts, we're gonna to have to do an EKG on our hearts, amen. I mean, set up cameras in the car and in the house, you know, because everybody's saved at church. You know, over here you sanctified, saved, and delivered. You know, you speak in other tongues, amen. Over here, you know, over here I can hand the mic and y'all can preach some messages up here. You know, you can preach them. Yes, he will do it. Yeah, he will do it. 
Yes, Jesus, you know, Mary's baby, Joseph's maybe. You will be preaching a message up in here if I handed you the mic. But, the, but what happens when we go home, amen? When you get into the car, what happens when we go home? What's coming out of our mouth, amen? It's what comes out of a, a person's mouth that defiles him, amen? What comes out of your mouth at home? Is it frustration? Is it worry, amen? That's what's going to defile your heart, amen, and mess up your heart. What's coming out of your mouth? What is coming out of your mouth, you know? God looks at the, he doesn't look at the statures and, and, and the countenance of men, amen. He looks at the heart. He looks at your heart, amen. We look at all kinds of different things. You go to a job interview, if you have the right fraternity, amen, you can get a job. You have the right alphabets in front of your name, oh, you can get the job, amen. God's looking at one thing. He's looking at one thing for promotion, amen. He's looking at one thing. Is, is this heart, this one heart pointed towards him, Amen. Is it pure? Is it protected? Amen. You know, we look at all kinds of different things as people. You know, you know, we, we, we've all been single before and we have all had our, our like our criteria of a mate. You know, men, we're simple. You know, we're kind of like God. We have not one thing, maybe a couple things. You know, we want you to be attractive. We want you to love God. And we're, we're humble, you know, and we want, you know, just give us a chance to, you know, watch a game every now and then, go hunting. That's all we really want, you know. Women are a little different. They got about 150 different criteria, you know, uh, that they needed a man, you know. You know, he got to be 6'6 six, six with dimples, you know. He got to be in touch with his feminine side, you know. He's got to be, he got to, when, when I come across the altar, he better be crying, you know. You know, they, they have all this list. And I know there's a man saying, that's, that's not my wife. No, she married you after she realized this guy did not exist. And she's like, you know, God, I give him a chance, you know. I guess I can make it work, you know. So, you know, and men, we're so humble, we're so happy. We think after she says, yes, we've met all the criteria and obligations, you know, and then you figure out now it's the wedding season. Now you got it. It's a whole nother set of obligations. She's standing there with some, you know, some, some tablecloths. Do you want, you know, yellow or cinnamon blue? You're like, you know, we're so humble. We're like, you know, honey, it's whatever you want. You know, I just want to marry you. It don't matter what color. And she's like. If you want to make me happy, I want you to be involved in this process. You know, I need you to be involved in this process, yellow or cinnamon blue. And you're like, the cinnamon blue, you know. And she's like, you know what? I don't even like cinnamon blue. So this ain't even going to work. <laughs> you know, and then finally you get into the house with her, you know, and you think, I've met all the obligations. And just to find out, you know, that bathroom is not yours, you know. That's her bathroom. You're lucky to have a toothbrush in there. She designs the home, not you. You just pay the bill. You, you're not designing nothing up in here. You walk in the house, and the house is all freshly painted in cinnamon blue. You're like, I, I thought you didn't even like cinnamon blue. She's like, no, I love cinnamon blue. Well, after what? Never mind. You know what? I, I, no, no. But, man, I come to tell you today that there's a greater than Solomon is here today, and he has one requirement, amen, and it's, and it's about your heart, Amen. One thing that he's looking at, amen, and, and it's your heart, amen? amen? And so one of the things that we have to make sure, though, when he gives us this heart, because when we, when we become born again, amen, and we begin to, um, to walk into the things of God, he's giving, we're giving him our old heart, amen? He's giving us this new heart, amen? And we have a responsibility for upkeep, amen? It's a daily thing. It's, it's an hourly thing. It's a minute thing. It's by the second, amen? It's upkeep, amen, and, and, and taking care of our heart, amen? And so 
if you could do me a favor and turn to Romans 10, verses 8. Because there's, there's, there's something about, you know, people who have a heart for Jesus. Amen. Something about people who have a heart for Jesus. You know, the 5,000 was cool. They were cool people, you know. The woman with the issue, she was cool, you know. You know, the, the, you know, the lepers, you know, they, they, were, they were cool, you know. But there's something about people who actually had a heart for Jesus. You know, the ones that stood at the cross for them. The ones who thought the body was missing and ran to the tomb, amen. The ones that were willing to cut off your ear if you touched them. You know, those were the people who got the most out of Jesus. The ones who had a heart for him, amen. And so I want to talk about a, having a heart, one heart, amen. And keeping it maintenance, amen, and taking care of it, amen. If a doctor were to talk to you today, he would say you have to exercise your heart, amen. Exercise is good for your heart. And in the spiritual realm, we, we use exercise through our faith, amen. Romans 10, verses 8, it says, but what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, amen. It is impossible to please God without faith, amen. He says, the word of faith that we preach is the word being in our heart and in our mouth. Amen. We're created in the same image and likeness of God. And if God formed the whole entire universe through faith, amen, our whole life is going to have to be led through a lifestyle of faith. Amen. He says, the word being in my heart and in my mouth is the word of faith. Amen. Not just coming out of my mouth, but also being inside my heart and planted right there. Amen. And also... While you're there, I want you to turn to Numbers 14, 24, and, and Joshua 14, verses 7. 14, verses 7. Because in my heart, amen, and in my mouth. Mark eleven twenty three says, Whosoever, amen, shall speak unto this mountain and say, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and not doubt in his heart, but believe what he is saying, amen. Let this man have Anything he asks, amen? Whatever he says, let this man have it, amen? It's the most powerful person the Bible speaks of, a person that believes in, in their heart, amen, and speaks with their mouth. Let that person say, have whatever they say. That's what Jesus said, amen? A mountain represents impossibility. That's what it represents. And he says, any man with the audacity, amen, to look at this realm of impossibility and, and speak with his mouth and believe with his heart that this mountain is going into the sea, let him have whatever he says, amen? Let him have whatever he says. And I want to bring up Caleb right now. Um, not just because we got the same name, but he's one of my favorite dudes in the Bible. He's not mentioned very much, but he's just one of my favorite dudes because, you know, Moses had the pedigree to lead the people. Now. I mean, like he had been on both sides of the fence. He had the pedigree for, you know, his position. Joshua was like, he was, he was, the, he was the leader of men, you know. When he spoke, people listened. Joshua was, you know, he was, he was like that football player in the, you know, in the middle, the raw, raw, raw guy. You know, after you, you know, when he's on your side, you're ready to go to war. So I wanted to figure out how Caleb got in. You know, what qualified Caleb to get into the promised land? Amen. Because his his entire generation didn't make it in. I want to know how he got in. Amen. In Numbers fourteen twenty four, it says, "But my servant Caleb." Because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring him into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. So the only time we really get to hear Caleb talk is in Joshua 14, verses 7. I'm going to read it. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought back a word to him as it was in my heart. 
Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me, it made their hearts melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed me, the Lord your God. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these 40 years, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am this day, 85 years old, yet is, I am strong this day, is <laughs> on the day that Moses sent me out. Just as my strength was then, now is, now is my strength for war, both for going out and for coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain. Somebody say, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. Here's Caleb saying, I'm not, I'm not a special guy, amen. I'm, I'm not special. I just had something, and I had a conviction in my heart that when I stepped up and saw the land, I, I just believed in, in my heart of hearts that the land was ours. That's a, I'm, no, I'm nobody special. I just believed that the land was ours. I, I really believe that sometimes God will let you see your destiny, amen, let you step foot on it just to see what you would say. I just want to know what you'd say. And here's Caleb. He steps on the, his, He sees it and says, this is mine. This is mine. If the Lord, if he puts it in my heart, if he puts it in my heart, I believe it. Amen. Whatever he puts inside my heart, I'm going to believe it. Amen. And I'm going to believe for all of it. Amen. Not just some of it, but I want all of it. If he says I can have the mountain, I want the mountain. I don't just want a little hill on the side. I want the mountain. A lot of, a lot of times we don't get answered prayer because we're not, we're not believing for everything. He gives us something in our heart. We just believe a little half of it. Amen. Just for half of it. We put God on a budget. Amen. We don't believe for all of it. He gives you a mountain, you want the hill on the side, amen? No, you should be believing God for the mountain. If you put the city on your heart, go after the city. If you put the nations on your heart, go after the nations. Whatever you put on your heart, you should be going after it, amen? Quit putting him on a budget, amen? You know, recently in our, in our, in our city in, in Nashville, we have, we have a, um, horrific uh, you know, uh, um, numbers as far as our youth are concerned, and we have... Uh, the average third grader in Nashville, don't tell Nashville this, but you know, they, they, they kind of hide it. The average third grader in Nashville can't read at a third grade level in, in, our, in our public schools. We have one of the highest crime rates with juveniles, amen? And so when I, so when I, when I saw those numbers, I said, well, what's the city going to do about all that? And, and God's like, you know, I didn't really create the politicians in the city to be able to fix stuff. I created the church to fix stuff like that, amen? You know, I want the church to fix stuff like that. Jesus said... His entire purpose was to destroy the works of the enemy, amen? And as Christ was in this earth, so are we, amen? And so I, so, so I had this vision of, of a program that, that I was going to start, amen? But it, I said in order for this to work, it's a, big, it's a big vision. It has to be fully funded, amen? It has to be fully funded with staff. It has to be fully funded. And so I said, man, that's going to be tough, you know? That's, that's a lot of money, you know? I, I, you know? So what I did is I got with a, a city leader, you know? You know, he's, he's a big city leader, and I knew him, and I said, hey, let's, let's, let's do this together, you know. And, and meanwhile, my wife was in my ear. She's like, you should just do it yourself the way God told you to do it. And so I'm like, you know, well, you don't understand right now. Um, he's, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big city leader. He has a name, and he's, he has a reputation. And, you know, the way he wants to do it is going to, you know, we're going to get funding, you know. It's going to work, you know. And, and I never felt easy going through this route, you know. It, it, it was just taking everything that out of my vision out of, the, out of the sequence. And sure enough, he calls me back one day and says, you know what? 
hey, I'm real busy, man. And, um, and, he, and he, he was actually really busy. He said, I'm not going to be able to do this right now, so I'm going to have to put it on hold. And God, said, and God told me right then and there, he said, see, that's why I said you should do it yourself. You're, you're concerned about the funding. You're, not, you're, not, you're concerned about money rather than what I put on your heart, amen? He said, he said how about you try it yourself? And so within, within days of, of, of setting up myself, amen, I reached out to, a comp, to an organization, and they said, you know what? We like what you're doing. How about this? How about you tell us how much money you need, and we'll write the check? And so right then and there, I learned a lesson that when I put something in your heart, I want you to believe for everything, not just a little bit of it, not just some of it. And so, so many times we like to put him on a little bitty budget, amen? We want it to make sense in our head. It's not supposed to make sense in your head. In the kingdom, I like to, I like to liken it to Jesus and Peter, amen? Peter's on the boat. And he's, he's toiling all night. All night he's toiling, amen? And Jesus is just sitting there watching him. After he gets done, he waits till he finishes, amen? And he says, hey, hey, Peter, how about you get, in, get into your boat? They ain't really even met yet. He's like, how about you get into your boat and launch out into the deep, amen? Throw that net in, it, throw, throw that net in there and see what happens. And Peter's like, you know what? I'm the fisherman here, you know, but I'm humble at the same time, so at your word, you know, I, I, you know I, I, I'll do it nevertheless, you know? And Peter throws it, you know, because Peter's a fisherman. If you've been toiling all night, you know, I don't know much about fishing, but I know that shallow water is easy to catch a fish, amen? He says, no, I want you to launch out into the deep. For somebody who's been toiling, you would think they would go for the easy catch, amen, the easy catch. But he says, no, I want you to go out into the deep, amen? And in the deep was when his nets overflowed, amen? He had to bring in more boats for the overflow. And, and right there, you see how it works in the kingdom, that when I, I put something in your heart, typically it's a deep water vision, amen? It's, it takes a deep water. It's, it's a deep water vision. You cannot go for the easy catch with God, amen? You cannot go for easy catches. You cannot be trying to fish in shallow water trying to find the easy catch. If I put something in your heart, it's it's a deep water vision, amen. Go in deep waters, amen. A deep water vision. The second thing a doctor would tell you about your heart is you need to protect it, amen. You need to protect it. Turn with me to, um, I want to go to Genesis 41 verses 42. Because the devil knows, the devil, he, he, he's, he's not after your car, your, your house. You, you can replace that. I want your heart. Judas, I want your heart, Judas. I want your heart. If I can, if I can get the heart, I can get, I can get the person. And he, and he knows what he knows what you struggle with. He knows that, you know, he knows what makes you frustrated. He knows the stuff that makes you angry. He knows the stuff that makes you move furniture. He knows the stuff that makes you a little bitter. And his job is to paint a picture in your life, amen, because I, I, wanna, I want that heart, amen. If I can just block it just a little bit, if I can just contaminate it just a little bit, if I can just block it enough where it, it, you lose effectiveness in life, I'll do it. If I can just do it just a little bit, I'll do it, amen. And that happens with sin. It happens with worry. It happens with fear. I just want to contaminate it just a little bit because I... If I can get in a little bit, I can start moving on and get, get in the whole thing. One of the biggest things that people struggle with, especially in church, is offenses, amen? I can, if I can just get you offended, amen? If I can just get you offended, I can just ruin the whole thing, amen? 
if everybody who, who, who signed, who said God told him to go to this church, amen, was here today, we wouldn't be able to hold the people. But what happens is, my favorite one of all time is I couldn't do the interpretive dance on Sunday. So, I, so, I, so I'm gone. And, and, and we have these petty offenses that ruin destinies, amen? Petty offenses that ruin destinies. I remember getting surgery on my leg, and they, and they had to do test my heart to make sure my, I was good for surgery. You know, there's certain things in life you can't do if you don't have the heart for it. And there's certain places God can't take you. Oh, oh you want to be on the big level, but, but, you, but petty offenses take you out. Petty offenses, petty little things take you out. If, you, if you're going to want to be on the promotion level and want to be at the highest level, you have to have a heart, amen, that sees big picture. That's not worried about letting little petty offenses ruin your destiny, amen. And, and the thing is, sometimes you're right to be upset. Baby and them was wrong. Sometimes you're right. They was wrong. They cheated you. They lied. They walked away like nothing happened. And God is saying, your destiny is bigger than that. What I got planned for you is bigger than that. What I put in your heart is bigger than that. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. I have to see the big picture of my destiny, amen? In Genesis 41, 42, it says, oh, I'm going to tell you the story because I, I, can't, I, I don't want to read the whole thing because it's, it's so long, but it's about Joseph in, in, in the Bible, and, you know, he, he, got, he got big dreams, you know? He got them big dreams, but he also has a heart, Amen. He has a big picture heart, you know. He sees the, he sees the big picture, and he's got this this robe of many colors. Amen. You know the story. And he's sitting at the breakfast table, and you know, eating his bacon and eggs, and he's telling his talking to his brother about this dream he done had. He's like, no, man, I had this dream last night, y'all. Y'all want to hear about it? And he 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 tells him his dream, and immediately, you know, his brothers, hey, we gonna have to, we gonna have to kill this dude. So they throw him into a they throw him into a pit, amen. And but he still got big picture, amen. He ain't he ain't saying if I see you in the streets, it's gonna be a problem. He still has a big picture mindset, amen. He goes to Potiphar's house, amen, and 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 almost basically gets promoted, but then gets lied on and cheated, and goes to, and goes to jail, amen. See, see that would that would lose so many different people, amen. That would lose. You thought you had a promotion and and and, and it dropped. The breakthrough that you thought you had looks like it fell through. That would lose so many people, but he still got a big picture mindset. He's not worried about a breakthrough that looked like it fell through. I got a big picture mindset, big picture. And he he ends up in prison, and that's where his destiny takes off in in, in the most least likely of places. And he, remember, he lost his robe because his brothers took it from him. They thought that was where his favor was, the robe. But right here in Genesis 41, 42, it says, So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in robes of fine linen and put him a gold chain around his neck. He, he had him ride in a chariot as his second in command. And people shouted before him, make way. Thus he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. He gave him another robe. Somebody said, there's another robe, amen? And so many times we focus on the robe we lost 15 years ago, and we can't get over not realizing this time he has a robe, this time with a signet ring, amen, with a chariot, amen, with a gold chain. We're so focused on what we lost, amen, 
If you are a child of God and the devil steals anything, God said, I have to give it back a hundredfold. I have to restore what the, what I have to restore it. I have to give it back. There has to be another robe. I got to be looking for another, another robe. Quit looking at the one you lost 15 years ago. Look for the next one. Amen. I got to have a big picture mindset. I can't be focusing on what has happened in my history. My destiny is more important. I got to be focused on the next robe. What you lost, it, the one in front of you is much bigger. The people who walked out, I got better people in front of you. And he had a big picture. When his brothers tried to apologize to him, he told him, no, don't, don't even apologize. He said, what you meant for my evil, God used for my good. And so I have to have a big picture mindset. I cannot worry about petty offenses. I have to be focused on what's in front of me, amen? I have to be focused on that. We have to let those petty offenses go. The heart that God, the heart that God put in front of you, that one heart, it cannot, have a, it cannot have offenses that are tied to it. It cannot have bitterness and frustration that are tied to it. Whenever God's talking about blessing, he's always talking about letting stuff go. He's talking about forgiving your neighbor. You want to move mountains? Oh, next verse. What does it say? It says you have to forgive, amen? You give all against your brother, you have to forgive. He talks about the kingdom, amen? Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Oh, next verse. You have to forgive 70 times 7. The blessing works, amen, with a, with a pure heart, amen? I have to let stuff go. If you're going to be effective in your business and ministry and anything, at work, in your house, I got to let stuff go, amen? The third thing a doctor would tell you is you got to feed it, amen? You have to feed your heart. It's the food you eat, say, amen? You can't, you can't just eat pig feet and, 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 and all this stuff all the, you know, every day. You got you to feed yourself some healthy stuff every now and then, amen? Some healthy stuff. I like the scripture because um, a lot of the feeding your heart, amen, God has supplements for you, amen? He has these things called pastors. What, do you, what, what would the Bible say? I'm going to give you pastors after my heart, amen? They're going to they're gonna feed you, amen? They're going to feed you, amen? And, and when, when they feed you, you're going to multiply. You're going to multiply. I love the testimony of my dad. He says, he says he's, he's moving here to Indiana, and he said, I was looking for a church. He said, and we went to the biggest churches. He said, I went to the ones where they had the robes on, and they moved side to side, you know. He said, I went to the ones where the choir walked through the aisle, in the middle aisle, you know, and sings. I went to the biggest churches with the biggest pews. And he said, he said and finally, I was about to give up when I tried this church by a bowling alley in a storefront. He said, and that was a day I heard a man, he said, speak about God. He said, he said, I walked in and heard him speak. I said, he said, I knew God was that big. I just needed to hear somebody say it. Oh, the preacher next to a bowling alley, amen. That's the one that's, that's, that gives life, amen. He said, he says, pastors after my heart. They got my heart, amen. These are the ones that, these are the ones that, that are going to take you to the next level. Somebody who's going to be able to feed my heart, amen, and take me to the next level. Another thing that feeds your heart, turn with me to Proverbs 4.20. It says, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's body. The word of God, amen. 
the word of God that is, is going is to really feed my heart. Amen. The word of God. You know, I'm, in, I'm intrigued by young boys who didn't grow up without a father and they see, they see something across, you know, throughout life that motivates them and says, you know what, I can be, I can be a father, I can be a husband, and then they do it, you know, or maybe the girl who came from nothing, but just saw something and caught something and was like, I can, I can, I can leave this place and I can become something, amen? The beauty in it is because they didn't, they didn't see it throughout their life because you, you, you really can't see, you really can't be what you've never seen. But what happened is at some point they caught something that said, I can do that. At some point, they caught something. That's how the word works. If you read it long enough, at some point, you're going to catch something. Amen. At some point, something's going to rise up on the inside of you, and, and you're going to catch something. Life is about what you're able to become. Amen. And if I read the word long enough, at some point, no matter what's going on in my life, at some point, I'm going to be able to catch something. Amen. And something's going to rise up on the inside of me that says, yes, I can. Amen. The devil is a liar. Amen. He might come in one way, but he's got to be fleeing seven. Amen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If I read the word enough, at some point, amen, at some point, the word has to be in my heart, amen, and I'm going to catch something. That's how the word works. I'm able to catch it. I'm able to catch it. I love, I love, the, I love this, 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 um, this scripture in, in Psalms 139. Um, it's the Passion Translation, and it, it really goes in to tie up everything that, 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 we've, that we've spoken about today. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it and skip through it, because it's real long, but there's, there's so, so many nuggets in this that I, I just love concerning our heart. Yeah, it says, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every mo- movement of my heart and soul, and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book, and you know all the words I'm, I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I will take before my journey even begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way, and, and in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from harm of, my, harm of my past. You have laid your hand on me. I'm going to skip down to verse 13. It says, you form my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and, and my intricate outside, and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you. God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelous and breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. That before he, before the, the world was ever formed, he had this one heart that he predestined, amen, for you to have. And in it is, is your destiny. It's everything. It's all the important factors of your life. He says, I read it like a book. I read it like a book. It takes time to read a book, amen, because that's, how, that's, how, that's, what, he, that's what the kind of stuff is in your heart. It's, it's, it's personal. It's stuff that, that, it's stuff that he says, I got re- to read it like a book. And there's so many things in your heart, amen, that have to be birthed out. And I have, to, I have to guard it. I have to protect it. I have to feed it. I have to exercise it. There's so many things that have to be birthed out of you, amen? And, and it, it, is, it is your job to be a good steward and responsible enough to protect it and upkeep it, amen? You know, I believe, I really believe that God really ordained the woman to carry children because there's no way men can do it. There's no way men can do it. You know, we couldn't be pregnant with babies. You know, it just, it just wouldn't work. 
you know, you know, we, women are like they were they were mindful that they have they're pregnant, you know, and men, you know, we we be out there hunting eight months pregnant, you know, <laughs> rolling all on, on the stomach, laying on our stomach, we we forgetting our due dates, you know. When's my due date? Hey, honey, when's when, when my when's the due date? Okay, two more months. Yep, yep, yep. It's you know, women are different. Like they they know everything about it. You know, they know everything about it. They, they remember to take their pre-vitamins and and you know they, they always remind you that they're pregnant. They walk around, and just you always know they're pregnant. They always remind you. They know everything about the baby. No, they know that they remember every single integral part. Amen. And so that, that for me, it's almost like it's like birthing something, amen? And, you know, my wife for me, you know, she, she's scared of spiders. I got to kill spiders. I mean, if a baby falls, you know, and bleeds at all, it's like we got to call 911, ambulance. I'm like, no, you know, you know. And so when she finally gave birth for the first time, you know, I was shocked. I was like, she, she's got some grit, you know. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Did not see it. You know, for me, it was like, it was, I was the one who looked lost. You know, I was the one who looked like I didn't even cut the umbilical cord because no one told me about it. You know, I didn't know the, the long strength. I was like, no, I'm not cutting this. Is this an octopus? What is, what is going on? I didn't know nothing about it. The whole scene, I, she'll tell you, I'm sitting there in a corner like, you know, <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. I don't know what is going on. You know, about the second time, you know, I got it down. Third time, I got it down. Fourth time, I got it down. But every single time, she impressed me. You know, and this fourth time, she was, it was really impressive. You know, she, she was leading up to the pregnancy. Her grandmother had been in the hospital the entire week, the entire week. And she had spent every day at the hospital. And then finally, um, she comes home one night and water breaks. And, and we're rushing to the hospital. And so at the same hospital where she's been visiting her grandmother, you know, and, you know, for most people, your grandmother's old lady with dentures that, you know, you see her on Christmas. Hey, Nana, you know, hey, Granny, you know. Her grandmother, her, her, her grandmother and her relationship were a little bit different. They talk every day, and, and you know, whenever, whenever we, we, get in, we, we got into an argument, she would call her grandmother, you know. She's, you know, but, but I loved her grandmother because her grandmother always tell her she was wrong, you know. She always, she's like, leave that man alone. <laughs> Go cook something for him. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so, every, so every argument, call your granny, call your granny, call your granny. <laughs> so we're, we're sitting there in the hospital room, and she's, she's checking on her granny, checking on her granny, and finally she gets word that her grandmother's gone on. And so right at the same time, the contractions that she's trying to birth the baby are getting larger, and the, and the doctor's telling her, hey, your vitals, because of what's going on, your vitals are all over the place, and we have to get them settled. And right then and there, she had to make a decision, you know. She had to make a decision of what am I going to do right here and right now. And, and right then, she told me, she said, hey, I got this. You know, I got this. You go upstairs with my grandmother. I got this. I got something on the inside of me that I got to birth. I got something that's more important than what's going on. I can grieve tomorrow. But right now, God has a gift on the inside of me that I have to birth out. I have to birth this thing out. Whatever's going around around me, this right here that's inside of me is more important. This is, this is why I was created. What's going on inside of me, this is why I was created. It's more important than what's going on around me. I can grieve tomorrow. Go up there. I got this. I'm getting my vitals up.
And right there, I realized, I said, she, she got a heart of a champion. She got a heart of a champion. And that's, that's how it's supposed to be. Well, what's in our heart, amen? What he's put on the inside of you, what he's put on the inside of you has to be essential where nothing can affect it. No offenses can affect it. Nothing can affect it. Every day I'm waking up, I'm feeding it. Every day I'm waking up, I'm protecting it. I'm guarding it with all diligence because out of it affects everything that I do. I can't be a great, I can't be a great father without this. I can't be a great mother without this. I can't be great in business. I can't be great in ministry. I can't do anything without this heart. Amen. It has to be essential. I have to have one heart. Amen. And in closing, can I have the, the worship team come help me? Above all else, guard your heart because out of it affects everything that you do. And it's, and it's about believing everything in that heart, amen? Whatever God put in, put in there, it's believing all of it. Not just a little bit of it, it's all of it. If he said, go get the mountain, go get the mountain, amen? It's about protecting it and feeding it, making sure that your connection with your pastor is, is on point, making sure that, that, you're, that you're feeding it with the word of God, amen? Meditating day and night, amen? Can you stand to your feet with me? Thank you so much for listening today. For more information about what's happening at Church on the Rock, visit cotrin.org.